the comic book pit. Okay. out the green in my shirt <laughs> brings out the walt in green no that's so weird i'm a little you, that's what i love about you dude you making dad jokes you over just, yeah you got the dad, dad jokes, jokes and you're like you're like half exhausted from yeah from from oh. slinging toys yeah and that's heavy it's heavy work sometimes that was die it. cast cars mm-hmm. my goodness mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um, well, yeah, maybe uh, maybe save that for uh, save that for the second show too. You could tell us about the uh, more about Toy Palooza. Yeah, 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 maybe. So I was trying to make a con- I was trying to think of comic relevant things from it. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Yeah, cool. I might think of something. Okay. All right. Well, uh, welcome back to the Comic Book Pit Podcast. This is episode three twenty seven. I'm your host Dan. And with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we've got Scott. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Link. Hello. And this is our comic review episode where, you guessed it, we talk about comics. What? I know. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> right? <of> here. <laughs> You're yeah. like, comics? That's some <laughs> nerd shit, man. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I, w- I wanted to uh, kick things off tonight, if that's okay. Sure. Um I caught up on a lot of stuff the past in the past week. Um, oh, good. But one book I really enjoyed, and it's funny because it's almost like not a ton happened in it, but a lot of stuff did happen. It's hard to explain, but <laughs> but I'll try. Um, was Superman number fifteen? Oh, with it's it's, it's um you know Bendis and uh, Ivan Rice, and is this tied into the um the Legion arc? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but this was also a nice kind of breather episode or issue where, um, you know, because when, when Bendis took over Superman, he introduced the new villain, R- Rogel Czar. Yeah. Who was, um, uh, it was revealed that he was instrumental in destroying Krypton. And so there was this, you know, so for 15 issues, which is basically, it's like, you know, over, over a year, um, you know, they've been doing this, you know, having this storyline with, uh, Rogel Czar and then, um, uh, um, uh, what's his dad's name? Um, Jonathan, no, his, his Kryptonian dad came back. Um, um, I'm blanking. Cal, Uh, Cal, no, he's no no. Superman is Cal. Cal L. Cal. I thought his name is was it Zora? Jor-El. 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 Yep. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Holy smokes. Wow, yeah, so we're Superman professionals right <laughs> yeah. here. Somewhere, are, uh, I was just watching the beginning of Man of Steel, too. We're terrible nerds. Somewhere Marcel's out there, like, rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you bastards. <laughs> um, Jor-El, Jor-El uh, came back, 
Although I think he came back a while ago. Some some other writer brought him back, but he was instrumental. You know, he was a big part of this whole arc. Um, uh, his uh, Superman son Jonathan was a big part of this, okay. and it was just this this fifteen issues, you know, of this really great storyline that Bendis put together, and you know, like everything kind of culminated with, um, you know, with them uh, defeating. Um, Zod, uh, Rogel Zar. Um, oh, Zod was involved. Like Zod and Superman had this kind of like uneasy truce oh. in order to bring down Rogel Zar. I mean, well, and just all kinds of stuff was going on. And then, you know, then it culminates with them, uh, you know, uh, defeating Rogel Zar. Oh, Supergirl was part of it. Um, it's like, like basically, like it, it, it hit on every major part of like the Superman mythos mm-hmm. storyline, mm-hmm. and. And this issue, it, like the the Legion shows up at this pivotal point in like intergalactic history, where this is where this is the moment where they uh, create like the the Federation, like the I want to say it, the the United Federation of Planets, but that's Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I forget what they call it in the okay. Yeah, uh, but this was you know like a, they called it like Unity Day. This is when all the uh, alien races get together and say yes we're going to form this consortium we're going to you know we're going to join together to make the galaxy better Mm -hmm. and i feel like that was something that was always talked about in legion books and books that took place in the future um but i don't think they ever showed it or if they or if they you know i'm not a huge legion nerd yeah but you know maybe it has been referenced before but i feel like if it has, it hasn't been in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a really important um, thing that happened, you know, and, and it and it was just like really, like really momentous. Like it really had a lot of gravitas, and it really felt like it meant something. And not only that, so but the, like the funny thing was, so so the the entire legion shows up. They they travel through time. They show up to witness this momentous event. But they show up four minutes early, okay. <laughs> before they actually make the official decision, and they're like, "Guys, are we early?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a very Bendis thing, yeah. Sure, but yeah. but it was played for, for a little bit of humor, but a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, and, and you think, oh, you know, if, in typical, you know, I've seen it. You know, you've, if you've seen enough TV shows, movies, and read enough comic books, you think, oh, now someone's gonna get upset and think that. Oh, it's a trap, and it's going to ruin everything. But it didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, that's and, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, they they offer Legion membership to Superboy, and you know he doesn't accept right away. He's going to think about it, but you know I'm sure he's going to join at some point. Yeah. That's going to be another story. But this was just a great, like I said, it was a great kind of. Uh, I don't even want to say it's a filler issue. I think it was a very important issue, but it wasn't. Like it wasn't there were no you know there's no action yeah but there was a lot of there was just a lot of heartfelt moments um, there was a great um, interaction between Superman and Adam Strange which um, you know Adam Strange shows up periodically in this book yeah um, and he's he's kind of fun that he's a fun character that Bendis plays with sometimes um, at, you know at least in in, in this book and uh, yeah so I just I, I really enjoyed it like I said I didn't I didn't know really what to expect. Um, 
as for, you know as far as what was going to happen because you know the the legion is very prominent on the cover and mm-hmm. so you think it's going to be all you know superboy joining the legion and everything but, but that's just a small part of it but i think it was a very good uh cap to everything that's been going on since the first issue when Bendis took over. Huh. So I, uh, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, it, it almost leads into what I was going to talk about tonight. Did you read lead millennium? I did. Okay. Yep. And what did you think? I'm holding it up for the people <laughs> at home. I no, I mean, I liked I, it. I, I think it was a good kind of, um, you know, what's awesome is introductory I, issue. I never saw that L until I held it up to the camera. That's <laughs> but there's an, a huge yellow L shape on the cover. That's totally that everybody sneaked. except for Scott noticed. <laughs> well, I was too busy looking at the actual. I don't know, like, but like just like, the structure, like the actual, like the girl composition the, of the the composition. It was like a lot like Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, and the second movie. And, oh uh, right, but then like the actual um, bolt coming down and hitting, and I was like, oh, that's neat, you know? Okay, which yeah, I th- now I now I realize that I think that L. I think that bolt is also <laughs> part of the. Is also part of the the, yeah. the Legion logo. That, oh, that okay. they, yep. Yeah, they had the sh- the shooting star. Yeah, okay. that yep. they managed to f- to squeeze in there. Okay. Well, man, see that's Ryan <laughs> Sook for you. Yeah, right. That's Ryan. I think that did that. Look at Scott, he's just discovering all kinds of new stuff. I don't have time to look at covers. It's like a, it's like a baby discovering his hands. <laughs> I just dig right in. <laughs> what are these? What are these again? I already forgot. Um, I'm just a baby. <laughs> yeah. So I'm re- I'm kind of reading this out of out of sequence though because I haven't caught up on Superman. Well, I think the way so. they're it's constructed, I, I think you can read them yeah. independently of each other. I mean, yeah. I think you'll be able to read the Legion stuff if you're not reading Superman, but it's it's just like they supplement each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think well, this is just this is still the lead up to the book, right? Yeah, this is, yeah. This is the lead up. Yeah, yeah. the everything it's a that's two part. Yeah, everything that's happening in Superman is basically focusing on Jonathan. Okay. Joining the Legion. It really, you know, in, in Superman, the Legion's already formed. Oh, so, yeah. And I'm, okay. So I'm not sure, as far as, like, what Millennium is going to, like, what's going to happen in that book, I don't know. DC is um, really good at um, keeping their books separate like that. Because I feel as if um, a lot of the... Um, action comic stuff is leviathan mm-hmm. but from what you're saying it sounds like superman the superman book is none of that or very little of that yes that's so i i'm sure yeah legion even though it's all bendis related he's you know keeping his toys separate for the most part yeah yeah that's a really good point i hadn't really thought about it in those terms but yeah he, he really is telling two uh big stories in both books you know yeah. And he's he's doing a pretty good job of, of making the you know keeping them separate and not you know whereas you know the everything that's happening in action and with event Leviathan is very uh, it, you know it's a very little kind of noirish kind of like a yeah. whole like mystery yeah. thing whereas everything that's going on in Superman and uh, is just straight up like fun cosmic mm-hmm. action you know. Hmm. Okay, so shall I continue? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, please do. All right, well, just basically, the, I just was, I really liked that he used this character, Ro- Rosenthorn, yep. uh, as the leading character to this whole story and to get us into the future. 
Like that, that was actually because it just se- she just doesn't seem like that big of a character to me in in DC. Yeah, she's one they, that I forgot about. Yeah, I think she was around like in the nineties. Yeah, she had like a couple. Yeah, mini-series. She, yeah, she has miniseries every now yeah. and then. Mm-hmm. But then, like, apparently, that's a side effect is that um, she's able to live incredibly long. Yeah, you know, through the ages, and she's like. You know, hi, I'm Rose, and uh, I'm about to lose control in the future, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't think I like it. You know, um, but she's worried that Thorn is going to be a, become a problem again, so sh- she reveals herself to uh, Supergirl mm-hmm. in the future. You mean President President Super- Super- President Supergirl, <laughs> which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I, I and then uh, there's a part in here with. Uh, Batman as well, right? The future. Yeah, so that they, yeah, that Batman Beyond was in there. Batman Beyond's mm-hmm. in here. I was like, man, he's just hitting all the good spots. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, yeah, this is in the future in DC. Here it is. Yeah. And it's just like. You're man, not allowed Dennis. to do a future Batman or a future story without doing Batman Beyond. Yeah. That's a rule now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it seems like, I mean, the mm-hmm. way the story plays out, they're trying to move you up into uh, the Legion's, you know, era. Mm-hmm. But they're like touching on some of the the hot points up through mm-hmm. through the years. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like what uh, what's happening in X Men, you know, with the different, yeah. you know, the tens, the one hundreds, and one thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is doing it in more of a less in, concerned about what year it is and more concerned with who's in that year. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I that yeah, was cool. This is like. You know everything that Bendis is doing with the Legion and Millennium, and it's very character based. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like everything in the X Men, um, is is more just story. Like the structure is is more about yeah. the story and right. the, the the construction of you know the every like like you said like the the ten to like the powers of ten yeah. like the, all the years so he he invented you know. characters to fill those er- those eras yeah where bendis is using characters that are existing i right. think is more which is i mean that's very indicative of those two writers mm-hmm. you know where hickman is is always very like story oriented and mm-hmm. bendis is very character oriented yeah. yeah yeah for sure um yeah it's so far so good you know it's it's i mean it's only two issues and then they're going to launch into the the Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. main title, I guess, and um, I'll I'll definitely read it. Yeah. So I just have to catch up on the whole thing with Superman, which is kind of weird. Is I've only been buying the Adam Hughes covers, Uh-oh. so but I don't think he does them every month. So I just oh uh, okay. I have a very sketchy uh, <laughs> you know series of books that I need to read, but I'm also like now I have to go find the ones that I missed. Yeah. So I'm like so oh well. Well, it's a it's a worthwhile endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, since we're talking about Superman stuff, I guess so. Uh, is anybody else still reading uh, Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just I just read so, yeah the most recent one. So I I I'm really enjoying this book, but I'm also finding it incredibly hard to follow. <laughs> but I feel as if the book also acknowledges that it's incredibly hard to follow. Yeah, I could I could see that because it's it's telling, and I feel like. So what, this is issue three. This is the third issue. Yeah, I feel like it's they're increasing like the number of small 
stories. Yeah, every page in this book was a separate mini story. <laughs> yeah. It was like, here's the tale of such and such. And it, it's hilarious every time. I love like the gimmick. Mm-hmm. But in terms of following a story, I'm like, I have no clue what we're getting at yeah. here. I feel like it, the, the one thing this issue did successfully was explain um, how and why Jimmy Olsen ended up in Gotham City. Yes. Because that happened in issue one. Yep. But we didn't find it. We didn't know why. Until yeah, we thought he got just kicked out. Or, yeah, he got... Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, we thought he got kicked out or he, maybe he was there on assignment or mm-hmm. whatever. But now we know why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's trying to, to like, you know, snuff him out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, techni- well, they... Yeah, they, they technically, yes. They kind of yeah. think he, that, you know... Yeah, he, he had he, a... He is dead. <laughs> the random... The, the the life model decoy or I guess yeah, the, the Star like, Labs what are they, they I can't remember what it was called they called it like an assassination double or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah it's basically like a like a life size Jimmy Olsen doll yeah that like <laughs> bled that, and was like yeah jellified like <laughs> can't imagine just keeping that around yeah it was kind of creepy um, um he even had like a like a seam yes like on his on his side yeah. it was really yeah yeah um but yeah, no, it's it's just a it's, it is a fun book. I, I it's interesting to see Fraction. It's it's just interesting to see all these these typical Marvel guys doing DC stuff lately. Yeah, and really, how they tackle it. Yeah, it really f- does feel like they're like you know Fraction and Bendis. Like they're getting. It's like they've they've got they're going through this like creative renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, that they they just are able to breathe new life into their stories because they're playing in a whole new toy box. Yeah. And it, you know it's it's pretty cool, and they and, and and they get the ch- the chance to work with these really great artists. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't hurt. Um, yeah, for sure. I think <laughs> it, it was such a small detail, but one of my favorite parts of that that issue was Metamorpho wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> I don't think I noticed oh, nice. that. It's Hang such on. a weird. It's just a weird thing. It's it's when um it was in the body J- double. He's, scene. he's yeah. He, Metamorpho is helping Jimmy. Uh, yeah. bring in his body double yeah. who's covered in a blanket and you know Metamorpho who arguably probably does not need to wear tennis shoes is wearing tennis oh, shoes <laughs> yeah for for grip I guess so he doesn't yeah. slip while carrying okay. his body yeah yeah, it's so weird it's all about safety yeah you don't want to drop a body on your, t- on yeah. your toes and you gotta lift with your legs yeah does that he, too since I only read the first issue yeah does it um does it go back in time again, or does it? Yes. Just, it does. Yeah, there's okay. like one or two issues that keep okay. going back to that early era okay. with with the Lex family, the Luther yeah. family versus the the Olsen family, okay. basically. The one the one constant in this series is that they are they keep telling stories from those eras. Mm-hmm. They don't always line up in a like a linear fashion. No, the, they, this they, entire book is just yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like. If a if a if a comic book could be a game of three card Monty, yeah. with everything being switched uh, around, but the, it, it, it's like, it, it's almost like Fraction told one big story and then cut it up into pieces and then flipped the pieces around. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're you're kind of reading them out of the order, but then at the same time, they still make sense. Yeah, once. like th- like this issue I think had one of the short stories was the thing with where he got turned into a turtle or whatever, which was from mm-hmm. the first issue. Right. Oh, yeah. It was like one of his failed gimmicks where I think that's where he hit the the statue. I think. 
like the Luther lion statue or whatever. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I'd have to go back and yeah. re- but re- yeah, read it because I don't remember. It, this is by no means, you know, House of <laughs> X, but yeah. it it's like House of X yeah. in that way where it's just this weird nonlinear story. Seems that like telling. that's the thing, the name yeah. of the game. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that kind of storytelling, yeah. but sometimes it's, it's rough. Yeah. At <laughs> least with this, because it's like every other, you know, pa- spread is just a new, new story oh, almost. Geez. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them are important and some of them aren't. I, I Like this issue, I, I like that weird gag um, where the guy got sucked into a black hole and like Superman is just making oh, a random yeah. joke. That was really that was really dark. <laughs> yes. That was like a really serious But it was moment. like a Silver Age thing that they yeah. were just like, remember how goofy that was? And then like okay. Jimmy Olsen's just traumatized. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, Jimmy Olsen and this like scientist are in this like, I, it's like they're shrunk down to yeah. like molecules to do this experiment yeah. and they they the scientist gets sucked into this like miniature black hole and basically destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy survives and he's just yeah, he's like shell-shocked. Yeah. But like Clark and Lois are like, "Well, I guess the professor would say that really sucked." Eh, yeah. Jimmy? And, and <laughs> yeah. they're like, they're like ha, 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 ha. "Yeah." <laughs> and he's just like wide-eyed. He's like what? <laughs> it was it was like really messed yeah. up. But it was it was hilarious, but it was still yep. like yeah 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 no I I'm, so yeah it's just that weird weird sense of humor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'm digging yes. it. And I mean I mean uh, Steve Lieber is just oh, killing it. He's yeah I, I've I've I mean, always enjoyed his his art and his visual humor on everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean he you couldn't have asked for a better yeah a better artist on on that book for. For what they're asking him to do, yeah. For the, the the, the humor mm-hmm. and the, the the visual cues and just the the little details. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. He's a he a really underrated yeah artist for sure. Um. Wow. Yeah. Keeping the <laughs> this is <laughs> this Superman. Is <laughs> I was say. Well, I was gonna say keep. Well, I'm keeping the Bendis train rolling. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um. Uh, I don't know if you guys are still reading or uh, Young Justice. I haven't read the latest Didn't issue, but okay, I have been. So um, I just re- I read uh, Young Justice number eight. Okay, and they're still um, like tripping through the multiverse. Yeah. Um, they got kicked out of Gem World. They're flying through the multiverse. They ended up on Earth three. Yes, which I think is the the crime syndicate Earth. Yep, and um, they run into basically like crime syndicate versions of young justice yes yeah, in yeah this yeah. issue and it was just a lot of fun you know it's, it's always fun when when uh it's kind of like that the old superhero trope where you know the the good guys are fighting evil versions of themselves sure type yeah, of thing. yeah yeah um and it, yeah it was just cool okay. it was just it was just fun it was <laughs> and, you know um and but there's a I, I think this is where uh tim picks his new name Okay. Which is just Drake. <laughs> he's just, he's going okay. by, because like, and I guess I, I might've known this, but I forgot, but like a Drake is an actual, yes. like a bird of yeah, prey, yeah, like, yep. a, like a real uh, bird. So he's going, he's going to go by Drake, but like, that's his last name. Yeah. So that's just weird. Just like, just like uh Robin from the one Batman movie's name. Real name was Robin. Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I liked in, in that I think it was the previous issue that um this is the it's this is the world after the crime syndicate 
left to come to yes the you know i guess forever evil right maybe the theory I, maybe maybe i i didn't read something yeah i didn't read any of that but okay yeah, oh but I, yeah I, I know what yeah. You mean. yeah yeah so when like they came in like this is just like the aftermath of that which i thought was also mm. interesting that they kind of addressed you know well whatever happened to that earth yeah so because everybody just kind of forgot that like that was a thing i guess i totally did. <laughs> yeah. I did. they're like eh. <clears throat> yeah but I, I always like um stories with the with the crime syndicate mm-hmm. and i didn't realize they they weren't brought to my attention until um until well, years ago when uh grant morrison and frank quiley did that that earth 2 uh graphic novel oh yeah um, I didn't realize that they were actual characters that had shown up like years and years ago in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought they were like this was new for you know this book, like, yeah, for, for the for the Earth Two graphic novel, or um, but they, I mean they're they they must be like they're just tremendously fun characters to play with, yeah. So um, the. Uh, like the evil kid versions of, of them are, you know, just as much fun. Yeah. I'm so sure. yeah, this is, I mean, I, I think everybody, I mean, I, I think young justice is a, ter- is a, it's a terribly fun book and um, I'd encourage anyone to read it, but I think this is an issue that like, if you just wanted to, re- you know, read a fun comic with, mm-hmm. you know, with these characters, uh, you know, beating up on evil versions of themselves. <laughs> can't go wrong with yeah. that. Nice. <laughs> So, um, what well, up, dude? Speaking of crime syndicates, I was trying to find <laughs> a good cross, you know, good uh, segue. Um, so I've been reading Kick Ass again. Like, oh, so you're the one? Yeah, I'm, still reading I'm the one. They're Kick writing it just wait, for Scott. Wait, 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 wait a second, does that say Steve Niles? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. There you go. See, interested, right? I'm <laughs> and, uh, morbidly curious, but sure. Mar Marcello. Fruzine? I don't know. Not gonna, not gonna work here. Anymore. Yeah, artist. He's the artist. Um, but it, yeah, Steve Niles. I was like, wait Man, a minute. I haven't, I haven't heard of, heard from Steve Niles in like ten years. I feel yeah, like it's been a long time. I think time. he was doing some stuff for Dark Horse, maybe. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, but you know, um, he always did a lot of like horror. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, a lot of horror stuff. Um, and I mean, so Kick Ass is a good choice for mm-hmm. him because it's just. You know, just bludgeoning bad mm-hmm. guys. I mean, that's pretty much what the whole book's about. Um, is, is that still the? Is that that's the ongoing? Yeah. What what With issue the are they up to? Lady, um, they're actually farther ahead. I I just I just caught up a little bit. I read issues um, seven through twelve. All, oh wow! All at once. I didn't and, realize uh, they so were I, that far ahead. I brought issue twelve with me. I think they're actually up to like sixteen, seventeen now. Oh wow! And I'm waiting for that story arc to finish, and then I'll just read that one too. Okay. So I'm kind of graphic noveling these at this point, um, but they're pr- pretty easy reads. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just um, you know, setup is you know, bad guys <laughs> kick ass, kicks their asses, and then it's like <laughs> next issue, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's usually like a splash at the end of like, oh well, what. It, What's she gonna do with this? You know, and then the next issue, she's like, "Oh yeah, she mopped that guy." <laughs> you know, so um, that's kind of what's going on. But what I thought was cool about this book is, um, I f- I don't know if it's new territory or whatever, but it's it's fresher than the original Kick Ass series. You know, basically her backstory is, 
Um, she just needed to kind of be a prowler, you know, like to check something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she bought a kick-ass costume online since kick-ass mm-hmm. is already a yeah. known commodity in her world. And she's just like, oh, yeah, you know, he, you know, so I'll just wear this. And then she kind of got sucked into the local crime, a.k.a. Breaking Bad style. <laughs> um, by the end of the first arc, she uh, had defeated a, cr- a crime boss, you know, in this gang. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait a minute, instead of just killing all these guys, I can hire them to help me kill off all the other gangs. <laughs> so <laughs> hence her, started her crime war with with a hired gang and she's funneling the money to charities, you know, even though there's still, there's still like drugs and stuff like that going on. Mm -hmm. Um, she's, she's like, well, I'm trying to make it best out of this while I mop up all the other gangs. (laughs) So like by, by the time the second arc rolls around there, she's already, um, conquered half of, uh, I think she's in Albuquerque. Which is like you know Breaking okay. Bad yeah. style. I, I do remember that because I I, and, um, I did read the I think we read the first issue. Yeah, and I do, we talked about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's you know it's basically so she's building this empire and and uh, with issue twelve she's basically conquered the whole city, and now so it even got to it got to the point where the guys all had their guns on her, you know, and the boss is like, yeah, now you're dead, and she's like. She just talked her way out. She goes, you know what I pay my guys. She's like, you could have a job with me. And then all of a sudden, all her guns turn to the other guy. And she's like, there you go. That's you know, funny. Blows them away. And she just walks away, and she's like, we'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah, so that's like it. You know, she's just basically running the crime in the city. Hmm. And I'm like, what the? Like, it's an interesting like, where turn. Where is this going to go? Yeah. You know, like, because now she's, is she going to go national? You know, with the next story arc, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing about this is it is very light reading. Like it, I read all six of these in probably thirty minutes. Oh wow! I mean, it's a breeze, and at you know four dollars. Yeah, a piece, that's not cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I should have read these when they first came out because I don't know if I would have, you know, stuck to it so much. But uh, but it's still kind of kind of a neat idea. You know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I could always see them just launch a new kick kick-ass series, you know, like uh, yeah. like a TV, you know, cuz obviously he's got he's got some connection with Netflix that we have yet to see anything right. come out of it, but yeah. you know, if they launched a Netflix series, this would be the perfect way to do it, you know. Now, I wonder when he when he handed over the writing chores to to Steve Niles. Like I wonder I how long he was, I don't I thought Mark Miller did the first issue of that. He might have did. He he might have written the first arc. Okay, and that's he, my guess. And then Steve Niles took over with this, this okay. arc. Uh, if I were to guess, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. I can't remember back, but uh, yeah. It's it's interesting, <laughs> and it's like well, you know, good for them to keep the idea going. You know, like mm-hmm. how they figured out. Like, hey, uh, you know, this, this story with the original Kick-Ass is kind of dried up after three uh, arcs. Mm-hmm. And I, I know over the history of Comic Book Pit that we've talked about Kick-Ass many times. <laughs> and, uh, and like, mm-hmm. is this series going to ever end? <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. funny. It, it, as, as Why won't they release the last two <laughs> issues? 
as, yeah. as 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 it goes with you know as, as it's happened with a, a few different titles, it was at first it was a show favorite. Yeah, and it was like exactly it was, it was a favorite, and then it was just slowly just decline. Yeah, and then <laughs> to the point where like, are you still reading this? I'm not reading They're this. Like, you know, the movie's out before the before the book's over, mm-hmm. and, and then they're just like, oh, quick here. Now that the movie's done and in the can, they were like, here's the last two issues of the book or mm-hmm. something. It was kind of a weird, like, I swear they just did that just for that reason. To, yeah. They're like, well, we don't want to tell it because it kind of spoils the movie or something. Mm-hmm. But it was like nobody cared at, at that point. Yeah. I think with the second movie is what it was. Yeah. So. Well, what's, you know, I, I, it never occurred to me, but I guess, you know, the, the, if anything, this series shows that you know that the character is malleable that they can mm-hmm. they can put anybody in yeah. the suit if yeah. if the if the story is good enough yeah they and can put anybody in the suit and and tell a good story around it it still holds up as far as like she has no you know no power level mm-hmm. she's basically uh military ex-military right. um and she's just trying to you know raise money for you know for her kids you know mm-hmm. have enough and um, you know, and clean up the streets. You know, like she, her mission's pretty pretty basic, but it it also holds true to the original uh, concept. Yeah, which I thought was good. Well, and it is funny how you you kind of made a reference to Breaking Bad. It is it does sound very Breaking yeah. Badish, where you know, like they they get into it with good intentions, like oh, I just want to do this to to yeah. give my family some security, and then it turns into you know, like that one episode of Breaking Bad where he's like. I'm not into the kingpin business. I'm into the empire business. Yeah, you know where it's like yeah. okay, he he turned a corner. Yeah, he's, he's the one who knocks. He's yeah, he's he's now the, he's now the bad guy. Yeah, but we still love him. Right. You know. Um. So yeah. So that sounds really interesting. I might actually have to go back and read read this. I think uh and and yeah, like I say, it's only a half hour, honestly, for six <laughs> issues. But um. But yeah, I think that's what they're getting to. Is like she keeps. A lot of her thoughts and narrative is that she's she's doing this for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to get to a point where it's not a black and white line anymore mm-hmm. for her. And she's going to have to make a decision on, on what she's doing. Yeah. Because she did say, she's like, well, once I kill all the other gangs, I'm going to kill my guys too. And then that way there's nobody yeah. left mm. to run the city, you know, like that. But I think she's starting to see like. That's pretty dark. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> she thinks I have to maintain a presence so nobody else has yeah a presence you know mm-hmm. what i mean like she starts to get tempted by the whole yeah you know control that system instead of right just letting letting it loose again mm-hmm. so hopefully that's the way it goes because that'd be really awesome <laughs> so scott's like look, moral dilemma i already wrote this in my head yeah so that's the way i want it to happen <laughs> yeah give her a moral dilemma there you go so <laughs> all right uh so to totally derail from any ties to, <laughs> to segues um I've got uh, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda. Okay. Um, so remember how we were talking about how they just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks yeah. to make a team? <laughs> yeah. That's Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. So um, Who do we got down there? Put them on the team. Yeah. So the, there's some people on the cover and then other people that, people that aren't. So Gorilla Man. Not Gorilla Garage. Nice. Uh, Kazar, Black Panther, the Wasp. Um... I can't remember her name, but I think it's the uh, 
Black Panther's bodyguard that was played by Michonne. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forget her name. It's like o- Oka, Oka something. Well, yeah. Um, and then also not on the cover is a uh, Colonel John Jameson the Third, the Man Wolf. Oh. <laughs> Which is what? super random. And oh, there was one other weird person on here. Oh yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? So I think he's an Iron Fist guy. He's he's this big muscular dude with tattoos all over his body. Let's see. I'm oh. blanking on his name. It's like it's Fat Cobra. Oh, oh he was one goodness. of the uh he was one of the he was in uh Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the That's five the, what was it like the five weapons or five yeah. Yeah, yeah, weapons yep, or something yep, like that. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the weapons, yeah. yeah. Um and then Brew, which is one of the, the little kid broods from Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, or something. Wow. The top, yeah. <laughs> you can't get more random yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, this is this really is um, just the weirdest group of people. But it's a good book, and they gel pretty well together. Some of the characters only have one or two scenes. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they'll, they're, like, on other separate away missions. Um, but it, it was just them, like, investigating a weird, mysterious thing going on in Wakanda, I think. Okay. Um I can't even give more of a hook than that. Like, it's just watching these weird characters interact with each other. Yeah. Really. Um, I think Wasp is the, the unofficial. Well, I guess Black Panther's like the, the Jimmy Woo, but like Wasp is the uh, on the ground leader. And she's the, like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the boots and, on the ground. Yeah. And, and Panther's just sort of hanging back and just issuing out commands in the, in the, uh, quote, you know, the Justice League Tower, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's just an, it's just a weird, interesting book. And, uh, I'm looking forward to checking out a second issue on this. It's uh, Jim Zub's writing it, and it's got oh, nice. uh, Lan Medina on the artwork, which I'm not familiar okay. with off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I'll, I've always liked Jim Zub's uh, writing. He's yeah. pretty good writing team, so yeah. I'm not surprised he made it work. Yeah, I could but, see that. But in the in the backup, he he literally says. Um, it, when editor Will Moss reached out to ask if I had some ideas for missions using a bizarre mix of high profile and obscure characters, I could not have replied quicker. I live for this stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, this totally checks out. And the big surprise villain at the end is um, the Sentry. Oh, oh what? Which is another, yeah. Yeah. Like, I haven't thought about him since he was literally ripped in half <laughs> by Ares. Yeah. So. So uh, we had a uh, we've got a, a a message on uh, on our Facebook feed from Rob Brown. He asked um, if anybody remembers the crew. The crew. It was a, crew. it was Black Panther and the crew, or sometimes oh, it, it was that. just called the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. it, oh, I don't I, remember that. It was uh, Black Panther, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, Storm. Yep. Um, I think and I think War Machine was also in there. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Um, and it was written by Christopher Priest. Oh yeah, nice. And uh, Joe Bennett was the artist. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> that puts it right in the '90s, doesn't it? Uh, actually, <laughs> early was it? early aughts. Uh, early aughts. Yeah, okay. it ran from. Uh, actually, I think it, it had like kind of one of seven issues between July 2003 and January 2004. Okay. Um. Yeah. Did not make obviously did not make much of an impact. <laughs> yeah, on, sure. On anybody, the crew. 
but uh, I do uh, I do recall that. So thanks for the uh, thanks yeah. Rob for the trip yeah. down memory lane. <laughs> awesome. I might have I might have bought or read the first issue of that, but you they know. tried to bring that back with like a mini series uh, this past year or two. Yeah. Well, I see. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think the original series was just called The Crew. Yeah. And then the return of it was called Black Panther and the Crew. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that 100%, <laughs> but because this is a, yeah. Nobody, sure, yeah, Because yeah, nobody yeah. cares about any of this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, clearly it didn't, uh, like I said, didn't make much of an impact. Yeah, on a lot of those books don't last. Like, I, I, I think this book's going to last maybe six issues, but that's just because of the cl- comic climate. Like, yeah. you can't just make a team like this and expect it to do anything. It'll it'll last long enough for them to put a collection out. Yep. Right. And yeah, I I feel like that's it's that that group is way too random. It really yeah, for anyone to really get Yeah, I mean, you I know, excited about it. I picked it up cuz Gorilla Man's in it honestly. <laughs> and I was like, well, I like Agents of Atlas. Why not? Maybe it'll be the same kind of wacky fun. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully it is. But yeah, it's no, no, besides me, nobody else is going in and be like, oh, man, uh, Kazar, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, do you know there's a new G.I. Joe book out? G.I. Joe yeah, again? G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hitting the G.I. Joe hard. Is this our, Well, I did see that you were going to talk about that, but is it a continuation of... The long-running series, or is it a new book? This. So this is separate from. Is it a new? This is all new. Okay. A new universe kind of thing too. It, it really is. Honestly, it's okay. it's all it's almost like. I think of it as an alternate reality, GI Joe. Okay. This is kind of like a. Uh, I don't want to say it, it, it's 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 a more dystopian future. This is a universe where, uh, uh, GI Joe and. Um, Cobra are fighting, but it's a very, but you know, instead of like being like behind the scenes, it's like it's in the global community. Okay. Like it's a very public fight. Okay. Um, and Cobra's winning. Oh. Like, they, there are like, the, like there are cities under martial law. Cobra, you know, is, is, is like with, there are cities that are Cobra occupied. Oh, like wow. in the United States. Okay. And G.I. Joe. Is, is is still a covert force, but they are like they they can only fight now um, by like everything is um, like it, it, they're basically like like, the, like a resistance force at this point. Yeah, um, you know there there are still there are some familiar faces. There's Duke and Scarlet and Stalker. Um, I'm not going to say who, but someone gets blown away like within the first few pages. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's this is like real, real. This is like real stakes type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what they have to do is um, because their their numbers are precious and few. Uh, in order to undermine Cobra and to strike back in a resistance type of way, they they recruit everyday citizens that are, you know, that people that want to fight and rise up against Cobra but don't know how to do it. Okay. And so we're kind of introduced to this uh, whole world by this young um, Asian uh, kid um, who they uh, give him a t- codename a tiger because he's wearing like a 
he's got like a tiger on the back of his jacket mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Uh, like everyone operates under a code name. They're like, we don't want to know your real oh, name. Oh, I, rem- I'm, I'm, I, okay. I remember the posters for this. Yeah. It kind of looked like Akira. That's what stuck out oh, to me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Um, so, so they kind of, rec- you know, they, he unwittingly becomes involved and then they kind of like begrudgingly recruit him and they're like, okay, you're in. Um, but it's really, it was really good. Like this first issue, it was really like just different from any GI Joe I'd ever read because, um, it, it's not really like a spoiler, but I'd like at the end of the first issue, um, general Hawk shows up and he's like, I got some bad news. And he turns on like a TV, like a monitor. And it's like, um, Cobra accepts a U.S. surrender or something like that. Or and eh. it's like, okay, they officially won the war. <laughs> so it's like, the war is over in the first mm-hmm. issue. So now it's like the resistance is really getting underway now. Oh. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, the the art was kind of interesting. Um, I'm trying to find the creative team. Um, the uh, the art was good, but it, it, in some places it looked a little uh, a little stiff. Uh, there's a there's a style of art you guys probably know what I, the only way I can describe it is like when an artist draws these like thicker black lines around a figure oh sure yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it, yeah. it, it really makes the figure pop yeah but in and sometimes but depending on the style it um, in in this case um, it looks a little more animated um, not I don't want to say cartoony but a little more on the animated side so mm-hmm. sometimes it looks the, the figure drawing and the action looks a little stiff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, very, you know, very good. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the person's got, you know, got some serious talent. Um, and this was, uh, oh, wrong app. Hold on a second. But, um, yeah, it, it, it reminded me of, um, Link, I don't know if this is, t- I don't know if this is too, if, if this is too young or too old for you. Okay. But, um, you remember V? Yeah. The, the the miniseries V? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Like, like the eight, like the, the visitors show up and they kind of, mm-hmm. they take control, they occupy everything, and you've got the, like the small band of like right. resistance fighters. Yeah, right. That's kind of what it okay. is. Um, this is, it's written by Paul Allure, and the artist is Chris uh, Evenhus, or even Haas, Hiss. <laughs> I'm totally, I totally butchered that. <laughs> no, we're butchering the art name, artist <laughs> names tonight. Even his, um, yeah, but it's uh, Even yeah, his? Even? but this is a, it's a good, um, it's a good place to jump on. Obviously, I mean, it's a, it's a number one issue, but yeah, it's, well, it also it, sounds yeah. like it, I like I own a squad about GI Joe besides you know Joe Good, Cobra Bad, yeah, so yeah. like even I could enjoy something like this, yeah. So and, and like I said, it, it it really is like a like an alternate universe because. Uh, there are characters that, um, like, there's a there's a flint and a roadblock. Okay. But um, they still call roadblock roadblock. But he's not a soldier. He was like, oh, he was he like, was like oh, their, I was a substitute teacher or something. Hired people. Yeah, he's like he's just a regular citizen. Yeah. And the character that looks like Flint, it's not Flint, but it basically is Flint. Okay. But the, but they call him something else, and he's actually like a Muslim American. Um, he was like a substitute teacher and he got pulled into this and 
So yeah. it's almost like the Joe, like how the old the old Joe characters always had, like they stepped out of different walks of life. Yeah, they all had a backstory. Yeah, and yeah. it was always kind of funny, you know, just because I mean, especially like somebody like Shipwreck, you know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> but yeah. um, but uh, but it sounds like they're trying to like kind of like look at the character and be be like, well, they came from this background and they're, mm-hmm. and you know, they have and they like, become that character instead of they are that character first. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, there, uh, there's this one, um, one scene where they go to, uh, destroy this Cobra installation. And one of the, um, one of the, uh, like average citizens, whatever actually has to like kill a Cobra soldier. And he's like, he's kind of freaks out. He's like, Oh my God, I never killed anyone before. Yeah. You know? So it's stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. really interesting. Like this is a GI Joe story that I've never seen before. That's cool. So, okay. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Yep. All right, we'll uh, give you a pass for that one since uh, <laughs> since it's almost like it's just the same name, really. You know, some familiar that, territory. Yeah. That is kind of that, that is one thing. Yeah. Like I, I kind of back to back GI Joes. I kind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you, man, I'm hitting the GI Joe hard, man. Um, I I did kind of wish I'm like maybe maybe they should have tried to distinguish this title in some way, but cause it's just like called, a subtitle or something. Yeah, it's just says GI yeah. Joe. I'm like, well, there's only like five GI Joe titles out there. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So, but whatever, it's it's good. Huh. All right. Um, well, every hundred issues, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think I they go, only make hundred issues. Yeah, every hundred issues, I go up the mountain to uh, Todd McFarlane's lair and check out Spawn. <laughs> so uh, I picked up the three hundredth issue of Spawn. I've I flipped the, through it. The infamous mm-hmm. Spawn, and uh, I love this cover. First of all, I mean it's you know J. Scott Campbell that I the one that I purchased. There was mm-hmm. only you know a hundred different variant sure, uh, yeah. covers. So, um, but this you know it's a yeah it's a landmark issue for sure. You know it's what only the second book to have three indie comic book to have uh, three hundred issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Cerebus being the first. Oh, wait, now what is? What is Savage Dragon up to? I think it's in the 200s. Okay. Yeah, or close. I'll check on that, but keep going. Yeah. Um, they don't have long, let's be honest. I, I mean, they're... Mm-hmm. Uh, give it up for uh, for Eric Larson. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe he's done all of Savage Dragon, whereas Todd McFarlane's handed this series yeah. on and off, you yeah. know. Spawn has gone through many different hands. Yeah, and and that's something I like about... Like with the three hundredth, you know, I, I'm not a big Spawn fan, but I, but I'm also like I like the artists. I like some of the, you know, the, I mean, uh, who was it? Greg Capullo came out of this, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know went on to Batman, and same with, well, I don't know, Scott Snyder didn't. I don't think he wrote it. No, no. Well, but, uh, well, well, Bendis, wrote, Bendis wrote wrote uh, Spawn: The Dark Ages, I think. Yeah, and he also wrote Sam the and uh, Twitch. Sam, which. I loved Sam and Twitch, which yeah. is funny. Like I, I really didn't care much for Spawn, but I loved Sam and Twitch. Oh yeah, it was awesome. And and he had a falling out with McFarlane, and he he didn't finish it. Right. McFarlane had to write like the last three issues or mm. something, and they yeah. sucked. Yeah, it was such a bummer. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, you know Angela came from this. You know, yep. who's now? Yeah. What part of the Marvel? <laughs> oh universe? yeah, yeah. The famous Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Todd the, McFarlane thing. The yeah. other. Odin kid, yeah, you know Thor's sister, yeah, the forgotten one. Um, 
So, you know, like reading this though, it's still like crazy, crazy spawn. And I, I almost felt like no time had passed at all between one issue <laughs> one and issue 300 because, you know, there's uh, some sort of crazy murder scene. You know, there's first there's the clock countdown. The mm-hmm. spawn power apparently runs out eventually. <laughs> and it's down to like, yeah. you know, 4.7 here. You know, it's I, thought like they, I thought they gave up on that. But. I thought they did too. And I thought he found a way to, to not tap into it. But apparently the power is still, it's, it's almost gone. And, um, and then I get to like page five and there are the news anchor heads that oh, were in the first issue that I'm like with the giant. Blocks text, of text, yeah, text that's blobs. some uh, yeah, some Dark Knight Returns kind of like, huh. <laughs> like, come on, talking like, heads. If I, you know, I, I, here's my thing about I, I don't like when, when people just resort to like, oh, I'm watching a TV show yeah. and the news bulletin, which I mean, everybody uses it, mm-hmm. but it's like try to at least try to find a way around it, but they're just like, no, we're and we're not even going to change the shape. Like people are still watching tube televisions, oh, right. according to the shape of this. Like, why isn't it? <laughs> why isn't it on cell phones or something? Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, in a in a scroll. But they're like, nope, we're not. It doesn't change. <laughs> you know, it's still 1987 or whatever <laughs> when it's when it's or whenever this started. I always feel like it's the 80s, even though it was the 90s. Um, McFarlane has that that timeless feel of the 80s and 90s. He invented it. You know what? He invented it. To be fair, he did invent Spawn in the in the 80s, I believe, as a teenager. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so like I guess the highlights of the book is oh he also has another showdown with the clown because <laughs> somehow Violator's back. Yeah, sure. You know, and so he has to fight Violator again. Everything old like, is new again. I'm like, this is issue one all over again. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he gets his butt handed to him, but then he finds a way to, you know, tap into this new power, which is some sort of, it's like, he's like, I, I never needed, I don't need the suit because he he dried up the power. He's like, I don't need the suit. And he mm-hmm. he just, basically, they fight in a backyard, but he takes every front, everything from that yard and makes it. Into his new spawn costume. Yeah, which he's, he's basically like, like, <laughs> like what? The, you know, it's like a yeah, one of those designer shows where you know you could just look in your old closet and come up with a new spawn costume. Make it work, spawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even even clowns like, why won't you die? You know, um, oh, and he's basically he he's mutilating himself. Yeah, he throws on ash. Uh, you know, for the white the white striped parts, mm-hmm. um, and then he grabs a skull from somewhere and <laughs> pushes it into his gut for his belt, mm-hmm. and grabs a you know a red cape, throws it over his shoulders, and then he jams railroad spikes because they yeah. were in the yard through his yeah through his forearms, and he's like, yeah, I'm Spawn, <laughs> like oh, and barbed wire. Oh, it's not you know he wrapped yeah. that around his arms too, and he's like. And so you get the new, the new look of Spawn is, uh, you know, this mangled dude. I mean, I'm Spawn. You don't have to beat me up. I'm gonna basically destroy myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know, so that's kind of the highlight of the book. And then there's, there's some other stuff going on in this book that I feel like is more to do with backups, backup stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy that's just. It's a confusing story about a guy that's trapped in a 
a house out in the wilderness and taps into some sort of underworld, you know, hell thing. I, I didn't follow it because I don't read it. You know, I don't read Spawn. And then um, J. Scott Campbell did a uh, story that launched uh, um, She Spawn. That's the other big splash. Oh, right. Is uh, She Spawn. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, yes, now and forever. Oh my god! You, I mean, you can't get more '90s than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's almost like I yeah. Mean, that's like a <laughs> with know. giant guns, you know, belts and and you know, magazines, motorcycles, bullets. Yeah, motorcycles. It's like a it's like a chef's kiss. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like beautiful. It's like it's like we will never tire of this. You know, of this uh, what we're going for. Hey man, for. if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And exactly, I, I, you know, this is like the the WWE you of. Gotta, uh, of comic books because they're like, hey, we're not gonna. You gotta, why would we change this? Look, you know, you got to dance with you who you brought to the to the you know. Yeah, <laughs> dance with the one that brought you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, then there's some sort of little thing at the end that makes no sense to me at all. And well, I'm like, and this is Spawn. Well, you know, and Scott, so. I, I I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think this issue is not meant to make sense for anyone just picking it up, right? Because it's yeah. an anniversary issue. Right. Same thing. Like I flipped through this thing and I. I felt basically exactly what you did. I'm like, yeah. okay, interest, sort of interesting, but not really. Okay, right. splash page, whatever, you know. But like, yeah, this was not meant to make sense to anybody unless you're a hardcore right. Spawn reader. Right. If there's yeah. anybody that has read 299 issues of Spawn, please chime in you, in the comments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You let us know. You deserve this. We <laughs> want. We want to hear this from is you. For you. <laughs> yeah. And and your legal guardian because you're yeah. probably in a, in a <laughs> mental institution. <laughs> If he keeps going, I'll be around for issue four hundred. I'll read it. You know. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, like I said, come back. Good, yeah, good for him for for you know. Yeah, three hundred yeah. issues is nothing to sneeze at. Even right. if he didn't do every single issue, and it's next, still his. It's his creation. Three hundred one's coming, so he's going to have that record. You know, that's going to be the breaker mm-hmm. um, for indie books. So, so okay, so amazing. so let's do a let's do an on show bet or, or prediction. How many issues? Is Spawn going to go? To, like, when is it going to end? Like, actually end? Oh, it'll never end. 666. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a good, a good one. Good that's guess. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Good guess. Um, what yeah, do you think, dude? At least, at least, yeah, I think at least 600. Are you going to do, are you going to do Price is Right rules? Like, <laughs> yeah. six, 667. Yeah, 60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should. One dollar. Yeah, one dollar, <laughs> sir. Sir, I beg you to change your your bid. One dollar. All right, there's already been three hundred in this. I picked three hundred and one. Get it. Um. Uh, at least double. I'm gonna say six hundred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what another thirty years, right? Yeah. So let's let's yeah. let oh, it ride. Oh my God! When you put it like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's that's, <laughs> now now I think you're both insane. Yeah. yeah. It's, is it? Um, is it thirty? It's somewhere around there. Well, I mean, I mean, it's 30. just about. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna go another hundred issues. Yeah, I can I'm, see that too. I'm yeah. gonna say four hundred. Four hundred is gonna be my my uh, my prediction. Where do? You, yeah. So you say six hundred? Yeah, I'm gonna say six hundred. <laughs> Although I I think that McFarland's true goal is to never have it never end well sure you know because he wants it to be like spider-man he he's like i will reinvent this character over and over Mm -hmm. and reboot over and over Mm -hmm. so that it can always go Mm -hmm. so all right 
So I say 400, you say 600, and Link is going with the with the, for the stars with the satanic six six six. That's awesome. Which which oh, crazy is probably like the craziest number, but it's also yeah. probably like the one that yeah. makes the most sense. Can I change? <laughs> right? Can I change my number? Yes, you, you get you get one change. Six one six. Oh, Marvel. <laughs> Come on. The Marvel number. Oh, that's just so you just... can be like, yeah, there you go, Marvel. Oh, dig in. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. Like, now I'm six one six. I could just see him making that like a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's my number now. That's your number six one six. Yeah. Six six six, four hundred. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um. Let's see. Uh, oh, Link, do you have any? Uh, um. You got. I, I'm not going to talk about this that much. Uh, but once again, uh, random team book of characters. I picked up Gotham City Monsters. Oh, okay. Um, it it was good, but once again, it's it's those first issues where they're just assembling the team. So, it's a bunch of vignettes from all the different characters' perspectives, and they're all kind of something's going on in uh, Monster Town, which I guess mm-hmm. is an area of Gotham that exists now that Bane's taken over Gotham. Oh yeah. Um, all the monster characters just hang out there, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's City all told Bane. from um, Frankenstein's perspective, and it's like a a kind of noir mystery kind of thing oh okay um but it's pretty neat it's got um frankenstein um orca killer croc um i i vampire andrew bennett oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah. we we used to read that that was a good book book. yeah Yeah. and then uh andrea sorrentino was the artist yeah yeah some other clay clay chick some part of lady clayface something yeah okay yeah But yeah, they're all kind of from separate parts of this whole event. Um, and Frankenstein and Andrew Bennett bump into each other investigating this thing and hmm. have a little altercation, and then we'll find out more next issue. Okay, it's nothing too fancy. It's I think it's only like five issues, so it's just like a they know that they can't make a book like this go <laughs> for more than an arc. That that actually that mildly interests me, just because I. I have a soft spot for Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. that's it. that's the, so exactly yeah. the reason I grabbed it. I might have to check it out. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I mean it is a good Frankenstein book. It's, okay, there's some good good stuff in there. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're there for Frankenstein, you won't be disappointed. Nice. Um, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but but the one thing I did want to mention, um, and it kind of ties into a few things. Uh, I picked up the Marvel team up, which with uh, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it, it was an interesting book, if only because they're trying to tie in um, Carol's recent discovery of her own heritage with um, Kamala Khan's heritage. Oh. Like kind of like a coming oh. to terms and accepting okay. parts of your culture and things. Oh, okay. It, it, it was interesting. Um, and it, uh, the, the story itself, um, I think it's, it's written by Clint McElroy, which I can only assume is one of the McElroys of podcast fame. Oh, like oh the, I, the podca- the famous podcast family yeah. that do everything under the sun. Apparently, I, I, I just heard something about them. Yeah, yeah, um, and the the art is by uh, I keep wanting to say iguana, Iguara. Oh, okay. I, um, the yeah. art the arts it's got this kind of like this this messy style to it, which I dig. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a cool uh, Miss Marvel uh, Carol Danvers team up. Um, but it's also delving into like early continuity stuff, which I thought was interesting. Both because of I, I also read um, the the life of 
Captain Marvel, the mm-hmm. thing that oh, yeah. did the whole Cree heritage thing. Yeah. And it's just been interesting going through all that. And as somebody who didn't really know the story of, of Carol Danvers beyond like the bits and pieces here and there, um, how drastically it's different from the movie. Mm-hmm. In addition to how further different from the movie they've made it with this Cree thing. It's just weird that um, they had like an opportunity to sort of streamline her continuity and they just kind of made it messier. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, I, that doesn't sound like Marvel at all. <laughs> I know like that. Yeah, it, it is yeah, part for the course. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm, Let's I'm make always new surprised. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always surprised when they're, they're like, well, how can we bring in new readers? Let's make it the opposite of what they know. Especially if they had an opportunity, to, if they were going to change things anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. That's just sort of my little pet peeve. But beyond that, it's it's cool. Um, I like what they are doing with Carol Danvers as a Cree. I just think it's convoluted for no like it, it's good and bad. Yeah. It's interesting, but also just like why 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 are we doing this? Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do three three quick uh, hits real, since we're coming we're we're over an hour, so I want to do the, just three. Uh, quick uh i won't even call them reviews just mentions um i found this uh this indie book on comiXology called if on a winter's night uh it was put out by uh the small publisher called tritagonist press um written by grant mclaughlin art by dan franco and lettering and design by rafael andrade and um it was only 99 cents, but it was like 36 pages, and it was this really good, um, kind of just a noirish tale about these uh, two young people that find a, a dead guy in an alley holding a bag full of cash, and things just go downhill from there. Okay, as uh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's just it's a story that happens. This is like it's just it's a it's a one shot. Mm-hmm. It the entire story happens in like the span of like let's say an hour, two hours, something like that. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a quick read, but at the same time, it's not like, oh, I just blew through that. It's like, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's a good sit down read, yeah. um, really interesting art and uh, story. So it was just something I took a flyer on. Like you know, every so often you just want to try something different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I mean, it was only ninety nine cents, so I figured, what the heck, and I enjoyed it. So uh, I would recommend that. Um, and then <laughs> one thing I'm not sure if I can recommend. It was it was interesting, but I'm not sure if, if there's a place for this book. I read Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah, it seems number one. Uh, I I said I did that when you're like I read this. I'm like that's a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had to go back and look. And I, Napoleon Dynamite came out 15 years ago. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. 15 years yeah. ago. Um. A. What took him so long to come out with a comic book? Yeah. B, do we need a Napoleon Dynamite comic book? That's, yeah. And see, like, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite doesn't fit in today's sure. world. No, nope. I th- you know, it it, it it was a weird setting to begin with, and it was this whole quirky yeah. movie. Yeah. And it was enjoyable for what it was. I don't think it warranted more... Stories, yeah. Like there's not this whole like <laughs> they did the, the expanded dynamite yeah. universe, this yeah. Napoleon yeah. dynamite universe. Yeah. It's like, but uh, but they they made it, and um, I actually I enjoyed the art. 
Um, the the art seemed very appropriate for the uh, the uh, tone of the story and the whole weird quirkiness of Napoleon Dynamite and the all the characters surrounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird to like like the dialogue just felt weird because you know because you're you're used to hearing the movie the characters yeah mm-hmm. you know um and it, it doesn't it, it's not the like it, it it's almost annoying to read it in their voices right? okay and also um napoleon has an inner monologue okay. which is really annoying eh, sure um, yeah to be in that guy's head <laughs> i mean it was like you know napoleon is kind of like a one-trick pony yeah yeah you know and like what you see is what you get, mm-hmm. and so his his dialogue and his inner monologue are basically the same. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think this was really anything that needed to be told, but it's, you know, it is what they it got, is. They bought the property, so they have to do something with it. Yeah, and That's I think it's only going to be license, like, yeah. I think it's going to be just like a mini series, like four issues, whatever. Um, yeah. So if you're a huge napoleon dynamite fan if you you know if, you, if you're still rocking a vote for pedro t-shirt um which uh man i tell you you know i, I remember the the vote the, the the arc of the vote for pedro t-shirt where it was like before anyone knew what it was mm-hmm. it was yeah. cool and then everybody had one right. and it was like nope yeah <laughs> and then it was over you know what that's actually what's happening with the office t-shirts at this point the yeah. Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. Dunder Mifflin shirts have exceeded the coolness factor at this point. I think. Yeah, because because there's everyone knows who that what they are, and there's yeah. memes, and there's yep. yeah, 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 yeah. It's gone too far. It's it's over. Stop it! You've yeah. worn out your welcome. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I I want to talk about was uh, a book called um, "Something Is Killing the Children." Oh, oh yeah, which is kind of dark. Um. But it was really good. It was uh, from Boom Studios. It's uh, James Tinian the Fourth, who okay. is yeah. the, new, the new Batman yep. writer. Yeah, um, Werther Deladera and Mikael Muerto. Um, it's kind of had a like a Stranger Things vibe to it, mm-hmm. um, where it's, it centers around this small town where children are going missing and and or showing up like mutilated and killed and. Um, and there's this kind of, uh, uh, well, like the, there's, there's still a lot of mystery surrounding everything. Like there's this monster hunter that basically shows up and, but you don't know anything about her and mm-hmm. you know, it's first issue is just laying the groundwork, but, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the first issue and I enjoyed the art and it was, uh, satisfying and creepy. And like I said, it, it had a whole stranger things vibe to it. So if you're missing your stranger things mm-hmm. um i would i would recommend something it, is killing the children was it set in a specific era like 80s or something no i think it's, it's, it modern? It's, it's modern day um i probably if you do buy this book i probably wouldn't leave it like out <laughs> laying around because yeah. some you have something that's titled something is killing the children yeah <laughs> yeah, you know, someone might call the cops or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, just that on the bus yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is not a how-to <laughs> this is this is a purely a work of fiction <laughs> so that's uh so i'm just i just wanted to finish up the sure yeah the nice. last few things uh i wanted to mention those uh duke you got uh yeah i'm i am all wrapped on on my books okay so you're good yeah all right link i'm good 
You're good. All right, so we can we can wrap up our review show. This has been uh, episode 327 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I've been your host Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we got Scott and See his, people and his buddy uh, Mini Prime. Mini Prime over here, <laughs> my boy, OG Prime. There we go. Now. Got the knuckles. So. <laughs> All right. And then the uh, opposite corner, we got Link. See everybody. With no friends. Yep. No, I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got geek cred behind him. So. That's yeah. right. You just yeah. can't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. See you. <laughs> That's for Jared. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can just say see you and then just move the mic. Oh, yeah. See you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>